1: Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And it's just getting weirder around here with your hosts, Megan and
2: Sam.
3: <laughs> it minute, really is. It's gonna, <laughs> I, I,
2: I mean, I was really listening to our commercial, and I was like, you know, seriously, we, we really are weird. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's true, we're always we're always trying to up-level to, like, a more glorious life. And so I, I really love our topic today because I would say that we have experienced this quite a bit in the last four months of Follow the Energy and Live Happily Ever After Not. Like, <laughs> not. <laughs> especially, especially, especially the not part. Like,
1: <laughs> raw. raw
2: know when you start you know it reminds me of tiger woods who has you know everybody knows who tiger woods is but he had this incredible swing and you know i mean how many years into his career he decided to deconstruct his whole swing so that he could get better so that he could really go for it all and fully express what he believed he could do in the game and everybody thought he was crazy because they were like, you are an amazing golf player with uh, with the swing you have. Why would you try to screw that up? You know, why? Because it's a whole deconstruction process and you get really bad, you know, in the deconstruction process until you can come out and do much, much better. And he was like, no, I want to know what I can do in this game. Like I've been playing this game since I was four years old. I don't want to think that I'm at my peak when I know I could go further. And so he spent like a year, I think deconstructing his whole swing to try to get um, that much better in the game. And I think that's really true for us too. It's like, you know, we, a lot of people would say that we had this really, you know, incredible life, but there were some gaps for us. And so, You know, we've gone through this whole deconstruction process of our relationship and our business together um, in the last four months and opened up into whole different ways of um, relating and creating. And, you know, it's been a bumpy ride, but it's also, you know, I see really this, um, you know, bright, bright, light at the end of the tunnel that's saying, hey, this, we're creating more. Like, I feel more me. I feel More alive, I feel more expressed, um, than I ever have in my whole life. And so, you know, there's this following the energy, um, and then immediately you get the awesome results is not true a lot of the time. Like, um, it, it doesn't mean happily ever after, like immediately. And what, what isn't happy, happily ever after just isn't even true anyway. right? I mean, like the end game is not happily ever after. Um, I feel like, you know, you've been in the this game of transformation for 22 years, and I what would you say about it? It's like a ever, ever growing, ever, ever moving forward, ever, ever uncovering all of your unconscious crap, you know? What would you say about it?
1: Well, I would say I feel duped because when I, first, <laughs> when I first started into the game of consciousness, um, I thought that if I – it's funny because I kind of transposed Mormonism, even though I hadn't been a Mormon forever, on consciousness. Because I thought, okay, if I just do all these things, you know, if I just follow the universal principles, if I just, you know, say the affirmations or ask the questions or say my feelings or do all the skills – that my life would be smooth like butter and like <laughs> that the money would be there. The relationships would be awesome. And it's really funny too, to see like all of the sort of marketing that coaches do around that. Right. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, they kind of promise us happy ever after thing, but it's like it consciousness is not for sissies and it's not comfortable. That's not the point of consciousness. The point of consciousness is to be always expressing more of who you are and to be on the edge of what that means is getting to see who you're not and choosing more of you and more of you and more of you. But the getting to see who you're not is not always very comfortable. It really isn't. <laughs> and, if you, and if you think about, this is kind of, I used to pontificate with my good friend Evan Lord about this because we were talking about like, because he has this book called, um, God, or something, God part one and two, I can't remember what it is. But anyways, he talks about like, how we are all gods? And my word for that would be infinite beings, right? That we're infinite mm-hmm. beings. And he goes, think about it. And he says, like, let's say that you got everything that you wanted, gazillions of dollars, hot sex, blah, 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 right? It's like, you know, for him it was uh having like, you know, six women feeding him grapes and ha- giving him sex at any moment or whatever, you know? And like whatever that is.
2: That whatever that fantasy sounds is. Sounds like Evan. <laughs> <That> sounds <laughs> very much like Evan.
1: I love Evan. He's my pirate friend.
2: And
3: um
1: <laughs> and if if you if you think about it, Infinite is like trillions. Gazillion, I mean, beyond like trillions, logarithmically trillions of years, right? So imagine having the same experience for trillions of years. Like, as good as like the best fantasy that you could imagine could be, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine just sitting in that for trillions of years. Like, it's kind of not the point. And, and in fact, we, we kind of, um, uh, suspected that's actually why we decided to create this earth and these bodies was because we got bored of everything being perfect all the time. We wanted, we wanted an experience of I'm not perfect. What do I do with that? And how and like mm-hmm. what, what could happen to go beyond the greatest fantasy ever, ever, ever and to be in a mm-hmm. continuous process of growth because that's as a creator, you would get freaking bored if you just had it perfect all the time. And so it really... I mean, I is...
2: honestly get bored, like, when it's, like, four hours of goodness. <laughs> Serious? Is that
1: bored or is that an upper limit, Suzanne? We need to... Some... Yeah. Everywhere you've misidentified and misapplied boredom is an upper limit or the upper limit is a boredom. Can we great Destroy that, please. My yeah. goodness.
2: no, no. I mean, no, but what, I, like, it, I mean, that's kind of, a bit of an exaggeration, but there is this place where I really have to lean in to good feelings. And that's kind of what I've been doing for, like, the last month really is, like, so, I mean, my word for 2017 is pleasure. And um, and so I had no idea I was going to go down the rabbit hole that I went down with the choosing this word. But for the last month or so, I've really been like, how can I create more pleasure, more pleasure in my life, more pleasure in my body? Um, and I really have gotten very curious and very aware of all kinds of ways in which I distract myself from good feelings, from pleasure, like like random thoughts, like worry thoughts that come in or, you know, like I'll, um, I'll, I'll start thinking critically of something, you know, or somebody or my body or something when like two minutes before I was like madly in love. Like it's a really, really interesting um, thing to get super aware of what you're constructs are, you know, and, and what limits you have around something like pleasure. So, uh, so I, I joke about it, you know, with like four hours or it's not like I'm, you know, creating this huge sabotage thing on a daily basis. But I do notice, um, because I am leaning into more and more and more pleasure, that there are a lot of stops, there's a lot of like thoughts, and things that I will create that will actually, um, you know, like dampen that in my world. And I think that's really true for a lot of people. And that it what is what you're kind of talking about as far as the upper limit problem goes, you know, but I'm seeing it very more, much more subtly. You know what I mean? Like I don't have the you know, blow up my life. But I am noticing that, you know, I'll be so happy in my car on the freeway, like feeling free. And then the next thought will be like, Oh, crap, is there a cop? Right? So I'll be like, Oh, that was like, a stop to my pleasure and enjoyment in the moment. Does that make sense?
1: And, you know, it's really, um, this was a, this was a tool that um, I learned with the Hendrix is that you actually begin to see that all any thought that you have that is a point of view a negative point of view or a judgment or a worry um, is uh, act- or a criticism or is like, we take that stuff as like, that's true, right? It's like I have, um, you know, you're worried about like something you didn't do or you're worried about the cop or whatever and it's like and you think that's really real, right? That that that's what you should be thinking about, but actually all it is is that your our brains um for thousands of years have been exploring the game called how much suffering can i endure, right? And mm-hmm. so um when this consciousness consciousness thing started to happen when the cerebral cortex started to develop and we started to be, go beyond survival. We started to think about things like love and um, creativity and, you know, what's possible and we started developing that part of our brain. I mean, that the amygdala or the survival brain has been running for 30,000, 50,000 years. This consciousness thing is kind of the new kid on the block and the survival brain doesn't trust it at all. And so Mm -hmm. as we go towards, like, love and joy and creativity and pleasure and all of that, the survival brain will use whatever it can, whatever hooks you, to bring you back to status quo. Because it's not against you. It's just that it feels like it has to control every single thing in your environment and keep it the same to keep you safe because it believes same equals safety. And this is the, it's kind of counter to consciousness and kind of counter to growth. But when you realize that everything that is sort of negative or gets you at the level of your mind, when you understand that that actually, there is actually no validity to it, it's simply that survival brain trying to bring you back to status quo, then you can start seeing those things differently. Then you can go, oh, wait, like, oh, wow, I just had, like, the best day ever, and now I'm going into this worry thing. Oh, pot-a-pock, mm-hmm. choose again. You know, mm-hmm. pot-a-pock, choose again. And, and in fact, like, um, when most conflicts between couples are that. Like, when I, you know, in couples coaching and things like that, like, the biggest time of fights is right before a romantic weekend or right after a romantic weekend. The one before is like, oh, no, let's blow it up before I even have a chance of pleasure right? And then the bottom one, the the back end is like, oh, I've gotten too close. This is not sustainable. We have to go back into our lives and it's going to suck. And we actually start bringing ourselves back down again. And when you start getting that, and you and I have done that a couple of times too, where we've kind of gotten a, what, I, what I call the naninas, right? this, that, right? It's like, well, we've stopped and gone, wait a minute, we just had the most amazing day ever. Is this even valid? like what we're talking about mm-hmm. right now, or are we just trying to right. sabotage what we've just had? And I think that mm-hmm. w- you can start to use those sort of worrisome thoughts to your advantage. If you understand that they're not real and they're the only purpose of them is to take you back to status quo.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and really what I love about it too is, and becoming super, super aware of it is that I'm, I'm actually uncovering my unconscious programming. You know what I mean? I really am bringing to light the scripts, the unconscious scripts that are running my life and and my happiness and my joy, you know, and there's so many of those unconscious scripts around feeling good, around pleasure, around happiness around joy you know like um and some of those even just stemmed from my own childhood of being in an environment where there was very very little joy on a day-to-day basis you know like I don't remember when when my dad laughed it was like an occasion (laughs) like the kids we would kind of like look at each other and not know what to do when he laughed Um, it was so rare I remember I remember thinking, like, what's wrong? Because he was, you know, he was our main breadwinner. He worked so many hours a day. He he could come home so tired and he was grumpy all the time. And that was his programming, is that his dad was like a coal miner, you know what I mean, in southern Utah. So, like, there's this generational um, energy of struggle and stress and overwhelm and not making ends meet, and that translated into to a day to day low vibration stress anxiety worry, um you know he was in pain a lot because he was working you know physically a lot, so you know it's it's interesting to even think about that right um as far as like that was my baseline that was the um the energy vibration of my childhood. And so to even try to go beyond that, you know, um, is, it has been a real effort on my part and a real place of like choosing greater and choosing more and more, more and more and more awareness, right?
1: You know what I just was having this awareness while you were talking, and I've heard you say this before, but it didn't totally land, is that you were talking about the, uh, the coal miner history. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I come, that's my history too. Like the, my dad's Mm -hmm. like, um, like his line up, they were all like for several generations were coal miners. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that with regard to the, you know, (laughs) careful, careful, if you're going to be a coach or a teacher or a radio show host, be careful the copy you use because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be like guiding you. Um and I was thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, that that com coming into those family lines in a way was a sort of a slingshot that said that drove us to have more. Right? It drove us to explore mm-hmm. this and word of like what else is possible? What else is possible? No, I want it all. No, I want it all. Coming from families that did the exact opposite. Meaning, opposite. how much can I suffer? Mm-hmm. How much, Mm -hmm. how small can I make my life? How can Mm -hmm. I, you know, how can I fit my life on something smaller than, like on a thumbtack, you know, smaller than a postage Mm -hmm. stamp? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that we both have this in us, this desire, almost like craziness to grow, like no matter what. Mm Like we'll, Mm -hmm. you and I will put ourselves through the most intense crap (laughs) Mm -hmm. to grow and beautiful crap. You know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like as we reach for more, as we choose more and, and the stuff that comes up and the stuff that comes at us from the outside world and from our families as we do that is really quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. And so (laughs) it's a little intense. (laughs) It is, it is intense, but it's like, I can't, we just can't stop. We just, we just can't quit that shit, you know? And I love that about us. I really do. And it's like, yeah. Something, and, and this is really relevant to our topic today, something that um, uh, Dane here said at our the SOP we did in New York, and he said, you know, the difference between me and most people and most people in this room is just I am willing to fuck up my life, pardon the French. Like, I am willing to mess it up like no one else, Four mm-hmm. more, for greater. I'm willing to let go of everything. I'm willing to make the biggest messes ever so that I can see what I need to see so I can be aware of what I need to be aware of to choose greater. And sometimes you do have to like destroy the the current construct. And so sometimes when you're choosing greater, what will happen initially is some undoing or unraveling or deconstruction of what was before. And what most people do at that point, and we've done it a lot too. And even in this process we've been in for the last few months is like, Oh, Oh, we shouldn't have done this. What are we thinking? Um, we thought this was going to create greater, but this is just messy. And what are we doing? And you know what I mean? And it's like, that's kind of what happens is that you, like, this show in part was inspired by a caller last week, Becky. Becky who went on vacation and she it felt really light to her, but then she came home and had all this debt and so was it really the right choice when really well, it was she just put her vacation
2: she on the credit card, right? She mm. put the vacation on the credit card with the idea of like, you know, that the universe says go on vacation, so somehow I will figure out a way to pay for this vacation, like after or whatever, right? And so then she had this glorious, amazing, most you know, joyful time on vacation came back and then, you know, was quote faced with overwhelming debt as well. Where she said, like, <laughs> like um, that she was massively in debt or something like that. Um, and so then she was making it so wrong um, about, you know, about the the vacation, which you know is totally what we're talking about, you know, and what we're going to get more into. So we're going to go on break. You're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Come back. We're going to get more in detail about this.
0: Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
4: How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic?
0: or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and all things weird. We are talking about getting messy. <laughs> getting messy. Humans are really messy, and uh, you know, I I love, I actually really love seeing people really go for it and make big messes. You know, because so many people play small, you know, so they will never ever actually fail. So I was doing this reading um, the other day and, you know, th- she was talking about this this friend that she knows who's in prison and, you know, we have so many judgments on, on people being in prison, you know, and this was for like a financial thing, you know, and I was just like I had no judgment on it at all because it was just like, wow, now that is like going big. You know, like when you do something in a finance in the financial sector where you end up in prison for two years. You know, like that is really like a big kind of a go big and then go to prison. <laughs> you know, But but I love it because it's like so not say that you should break the law. But, um, you know, but there is this place of like going full out you know and living your best life and going for it that really brings up all of your constructs and brings up all your unconscious scripts you know and so we were talking about our caller before um before the break that she it was light for her to go on vacation and then she created this massive debt and so she was like was I wrong in going on vacation? Like, did I mess up the signals or like I followed the energy? So why does it feel like I'm such a, you know, screw up now, you know? And so we were talking about the fact that, You know, you follow the energy and then something happens that you don't expect, like, you know, you didn't create the money or you get into a colossal fight, you know, with your person or, you know, you want you ask for more money and, you know, you get laid off right? So like something happens that feels a little catastrophic in your world. And you're like, what the F? Like I followed the energy. So why is this happening? And so a lot of people will be like, see, this formula doesn't work. Like this whole universal energy thing doesn't work. Like following the energy doesn't work. I'm not going to do it anymore because this is what happens. And what we want to talk about in more detail today is You know, what is actually happening then, you know, when, so for example, like Becky's scripts came up around, she doesn't deserve to, um, you know, play without having to work. Uh, What were some of their scripts? Like that you, oh, that you you can play now and pay later?
1: Yeah, pay now, play later. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Well, and like, you know, because, uh, m- most of the listeners know Becky's my niece, right? And so it was like there was this place in like even on the call that I wasn't, I couldn't find my own clarity to to give her feedback because I was like in the, I was it was it was pinging my whole childhood, you know. <laughs> Suzanne mm-hmm. had to come in and rescue us. But like the mm. that there was there's also an interesting thing of like punishment. Like, that, that mm-hmm. if you have too much fun, if you have too much joy, if you have too much pleasure, that that God's going to punish you. Now, that's not something that was really spoken of, but it the energy of that was in our family system, right? And it's like, and I think just to, like, even my mom used to say, like, you know, um, idleness is of the devil. So it's like, there was like this whole... <laughs> So it's so like I really believe that my mom worked her fingers to the bone so that she wouldn't ever do anything that, you know, the devil could get her for or that she would be punished for. And so there was this Mm -hmm. sort of thing. It's like if you stop working, if you start having any fun, like it's all going to go to hell in a handbasket, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's not even just like, you know, play now, pay later, but that there's a punishment element to it so what what was happening with becky was is that it the it was light to go it did create greater but what it did was it revealed her scripts to her so that Mm -hmm. she has a choice of undoing those scripts and continuing to choose greater and that's part of the being willing to be messy because the Mm -hmm. messy will show you the scripts you've been playing The messy will show that. And so it's really about, okay, cool. Like what points of view am I, am I in right now? And notice that those points of view don't feel light. We talk a lot on the show and it's a tool we got from access consciousness, which is if it feels light, it's true. If it feels heavy, there's a lie in it. And if you notice when you, like, go for something, it doesn't work out, and the first thought you have about that, it's like, oh, see, it never works out for me, or, oh, yep, there's the other shoe dropping, that that doesn't feel heavy. That doesn't feel light. And so you know that what's just been revealed to you is the point of view that's that's kept you from living that greater life. And so the the opportunity then is to go in and clear it. And so maybe we could talk about that and teach people how they can kind of look and discover the scripts and start clearing them so that they can continue to play in the choosing lighter game.
2: hmm totally. You, listen, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. You no, ready? I think that I think that was a really, really good way of describing it. You know, so we go into conclusion and we say, see, that didn't work. I'm not going to do it that way. See, I'm going to like go hide in my shell again and not do this and not follow the energy. Right you know screw that like this is not for me this doesn't work for me i know a lot of people in the metaphysical world who are like well that might work for you but you know these universal principles they don't work for me like i'm screwed up i'm messed up like there's no way it's actually going to work for me <laughs> you know so um so yeah but is that really true are you actually working it are you actually truly following the energy all the way through you know because it, if it's not coming you know, if if it's not showing up as lightness, then you're not all the way through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True that. Um,
1: so in the process of unveiling the scripts, right, that's, that's sometimes where the mess is. And sometimes, you know, we actually have to kind of, like, I, I've seen this so much when people say, they may say, like, okay, they come for coaching and they want to change their money. And I, and, or they want to, like, you know, change the relationship or whatever it is. And one of my first disclaimers is, it might get messier before it gets better. Like, are you willing to lean into that? Because this process will, will reveal to you why you've chosen what you've chosen. <laughs> and mm-hmm. sometimes that's not very pretty you know and um so but the, but the good news is is if you skip the step called now i must suffer see look at me aren't i a bad person yep it's really true the universe loves everybody but me like if you skip that step cuz i've seen and i and i have also sidelined myself there i know i have sidelined myself for months and years for that Right. Mm-hmm. For like choosing greater, mm-hmm. having it not work out and going, eek, <laughs> you know, run away. And um, if you skip that step and just go, OK, cool. Like I I um I gave some feedback in the chat room because I was asking the chat roomers, like, what is it that you use to upper limit yourself? What is it that you use to bring yourself back down to reality? And one of the chat roomers said doubt in the process I gave her is said, what if the next time? you experienced doubt you said hi hi how are you thanks for letting me know I'm ready for an upload right mm-hmm. so by like that's one thing that you could do when something's not going your way is like oh like asking a question like what's right about this what's right about this I'm not getting what's right about me I'm not getting um, How can I use this to my advantage? Those are three things that you can do when sort of it kind of doesn't look so cute, right? And then to look at specifically what are your thoughts? Like what was your reactionary thought? Like, yeah, I knew I was going to have to pay for this later, right? Mm -hmm. So then your script starts getting revealed to you and then you can like, we have lots of tools for like looking at those things and undoing doing those things. Sometimes you just got to feel the feelings like, Oh yeah. Like I've believed this my whole life. And, and for me, there's been a lot of times where there's been like sadness that came up and like, I just Mm -hmm. got to feel my sadness and realize, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I've held this as real and true. And, and, and or sometimes I laugh at myself. And in those dynamics, I know that the energy is moving because there's there's emotional energy coming through the tube there. And sometimes I look at it and I go, oh, like that thought, I've been having that thought for a very long time. And I'll use the access clearing statement on it. Um, you know, everything this is, everywhere I believe this is true, hell, this is true. Um, everywhere well, I've I been proving be, myself this is true.
2: I think it would be really cool. Mandy in the chat room says, me and a few gals I know are all hesitant to leave marriages that don't work because of fear of being able to take care of ourselves financially. That script sucks. I think it would be kind of cool maybe even to yeah. do some clearing, like live clearing with um, with her and with the other ones out there that are listening that may be in that position. You want to play it that way?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Lead it out. Lead on, McDuff.
2: Yeah. So everywhere that you've outsourced your financial security to someone else as the creator and the main deliverer of money and financial resources and every lifetime that you have outsourced, uh, your safety, security, well-being and financial security to others. Um, and to the masculine, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And all the decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations that you have about your inability to create money, to sustain yourself, to be independent, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please?
1: Yes, please.
2: Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. In every lifetime, whereas the feminine, Uh, You were required to be submissive to the masculine, including your financial security, that in fact, you couldn't even create your own money, um, that you didn't know how to, uh, that you weren't allowed to have a job besides being a mother. (laughs) Um, And so all of the uh, cellular imprinting and the DNA imprinting around that, that is still showing up in this lifetime can we revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pop, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. And all of the algorithms that keep you as an indirect manifester, um, instead of tapping into your own creation, and creation energy, and power as the feminine, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pocket, online, shorts, boys, and beyond, and all the causal, incarcerations, incarnations, inculcations, incongruities around outsourcing anything. But in this, in this place, outsourcing your financial security and safety and well-being and true liveliness um, to somebody else in, instead of you. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pop, online shorts, boys and beyond.
1: So something that's coming to me is like I'm really glad she asked that question because what she's doing is she's looking at the script now,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: Because it's like if she had not okay, let's say that she got the the balls, right, so to speak, to leave her husband, right, and mm-hmm. um, and if she hadn't challenged the script in any way then she would probably create something to prove herself right that, see, she shouldn't have done that, Mm
3: -hmm. right?
1: And so that's Mm -hmm. the other thing you can do is, like, when you're looking at a choice, that's like, kind of scary for you or you're leaning into it, and it's like, and you know that you have these resistances, you can begin to clear your scripts beforehand,
2: which will make the... Before you
1: leave. (laughs) Yes, exactly, Right. Um, that, Which will make you know, the leaving so much
2: more easily. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly.
1: yes. Yes.
2: Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So the um, one of the, uh, the the clearing statements that I um, played with right before we came on the show today was, "What mess are you inventing to prove that you can never have or be anything beyond your deserved station?" Everything mm-hmm. this brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all my boy, shorts, and on. So the the thing that Say I want that really everybody... Yeah, I, I want to explain it first. Um. Mm-hmm. So the um, one of the things that we do is that we're so committed to this sort of limitation, either family loyalties or whatever, That whatever we choose, we have to loop back and find a way to prove that we suck, right? So it's like, if I don't choose greater, right, I can go see, I, my, what I deserve is this pathetic station in life. If I do choose greater Mm -hmm. and a mess happens, then I can still prove that I'm a pathetic mess. So it's Mm -hmm. like we're, whatever we choose, we're looping back to prove our rightness about the point of view that isn't real anyway. And everything that just brought up—can we uncreate and destroy it? <laughs> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, online all nine boys' shorts, and beyond. So I'm going to say kind it again. It sounds and, like we're effed. <laughs> yes, without consciousness, right? Without awareness, we kind of are. Right. But with with consciousness, consciousness doesn't take away the messy. It just helps us use the messy to create a greater life. Mm-hmm. We're going to be messy totally. as humans. Conscious or not, we're mess-making machines. So it's what we do Mm -hmm. with the mess that either generates a greater life or keeps us swirling around in it. Mm -hmm. So just before we go to break, I'm going to read this clearing again, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll play some more. What mess are you inventing to prove that you can never have or be anything beyond your deserved station? And air- oh, there's so much heaviness in that. Oh my gosh, that brings up so the-
2: much energy!
1: <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I downloaded that question what? before. Everything that totally. is time to go do. You can uncreate and destroy it. Yes. Yes. Right. Wrong. Good. Bad. pot, pop, All nine boys shorts and beyond. So um, as you're allowing that to come forward, uh, come back from the break, and we will keep clearing this stuff, people. It's time for more. <music>
0: Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been
4: waiting to uncloak your magic?
0: Eight seven three six, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the air with Megan and Suzanne. Now back to the program.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. It is so fun in the chat room. Everybody is like going, "Whoa, my like,
3: couch!
2: That hurt!" It's so fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I so, have a new
1: clearing that came on break. Are you ready?
2: Cool. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's hear it.
1: Let's keep going. Um, what crap life are you using to
2: prove your
1: rightness about your crappiness are you choosing?
2: <laughs>
1: Everything that is, time's a Godzilla. Can we upgrade, destroy it, please?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. What crap life are you using to prove your rightness about, I would actually say it a little bit different. I was just playing, right? To prove mm-hmm. the limitations you keep choosing. And mm-hmm. everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. And I'm going to read the other one again because it had so much charge. What mess are you... What mess are you inventing to prove you can never have or be anything beyond your deserved station are you choosing? And everything that brings up and that's down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And for our new listeners, this clearing statement that we're using is from Access Consciousness. You can go to theclearingstatement.com to learn more about it. But basically, we're putting words to an energy that... Um, that that allows the energy to be revealed and cleared. And that's the short mm-hmm. form. I'm not going to go into the explanation. You can go there and learn more about it. But it's it's weird as hell, but it works. Love life and all things weird. Mm-hmm. This is our disclaimer. We do weird things here. But it does, <laughs> like, you don't even have to know what it is or how it works. You will feel sometimes when we run this clearing statement, like a heaviness come in and then a lightness following that and that's what we're doing is Mm -hmm. just kind of trying to open the energy clear the energy because the the sometimes because choice is the making new choices is what actually creates the change but sometimes we can't see those new choices when we're kind of swirling around in those limitations and those beliefs and those points of views and so this allows us to kind of see that we have different choices
3: available.
2: Well, I'm really loving – Mandy made a follow-up comment. Um, She says when she got her car, like she – it's a really, really cool car, but she, I think she works at a car dealership. And so she would tell the story to people so that people wouldn't judge her as rich, right? So it's really interesting um, because, like, she was talking about not leaving her marriage because she couldn't financially um, support herself. But now she's talking about the actual – financial scripts that are coming up, you know, like what, you know, she didn't want people to judge her as rich. So what is that? So what I was asking her to look at is, you know, what do you judge the rich as you don't want to be, you know, which is actually the unconscious scripts that are keeping you Stuck and not making money so that you can actually maybe choose out of your relationship. And so that's exactly what we're talking about. This is the fun part. This is the part that gets me so, so excited in working with people is we start to uncover all that unconscious programming. You know, you can actually, what? I just, I just remembered a story
1: about that. I had the same thing. Like I got a new, my first new car, I felt so embarrassed, like I would hide it so that people wouldn't see it Mm -hmm. and think I was making too much money, right? And Mm -hmm. then um, my sister crashed it like within six Mm -hmm. weeks. And I was like, and she's like, I don't understand. Why are you not mad at me? Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't realize it then, like really consciously, but I was relieved because now it was Mm pre-disastered. Now I could drive it. Right. So how many, you know, how many, (laughs) you know, so it's like, okay, cool. Now I can drive it. It's been crashed, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's so funny how we have to kind of create problems or disasters so that we, we, we're not like our point. We're afraid our points of view are about us. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like, I don't want to be one of those rich people. Right, and, and and what is that, right? What like what kind of people just willy nilly have a new car, you know?
2: <laughs> and so it's like all well, of those so, things
1: get revealed.
2: Yeah. So Mandy was just saying, "Holy shit!" I judge them as unaware. Rich people are unaware, and you know, especially if you're in the conscious community, right? Like awareness is a big deal. Like you really want to be aware, you know? It's like a highly desirable trait. So. Um, and, and Mary is saying that she judges them as ruthless, right? Who wants to be ruthless? So you're gonna keep yourself, um, you know, non-rich in quotation marks, you know, because you would rather be aware, you would rather be kind than unaware and ruthless, you know? So this is exactly the awesome stuff that you can start really pulling out when you, start asking questions like, what is right about this? Like, what is actually going on here? Like, what unconscious scripts am I, you know, unaware of, you know, that I could become aware of, that I could start to clear now? So anything crap that's happening in your life that you thought you were really running the energy around, you know? It's kind of like for those of us who are, you know, have healing practices or, or modalities or whatever that we're coaches or practitioners, you know, we'll like have this awesome idea for a class or whatever. And then we'll have like three people sign up and then they cancel at the last minute. And we're kind of like, well, crap, see, I was never supposed to actually do that class. It was, I mean, what the crap, you know, like, well, I don't know what I was thinking or who I thought I was that I could, you know, go create this class. And yet, ask more questions. Like, you know, where? Like, maybe you you're committed to doing this alone. Maybe, you know, maybe, like, what is that for you? Like, you know, that people maybe it's a belief around, um, you know, people bailing on you at the last second. You know, like, what is that unconscious script that's actually creating that circumstance to happen? What so everything the that's that I see- up. There's just some energy there, so I just wanted to clear that. So everything that's bringing up for everybody, and anywhere that you are actually in unawareness, that you, that leaning in, anything in the way of your full awareness around your unconscious grips, can you uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shows, poison and beyond.
1: Yes. So one of the things I wanted to speak to, because there is a lot of energy on this is that the biggest thing that I see is people think that they're not um, smart enough, not through their stuff enough, not, they're not at the level of a teacher. That's what I see the most that's kind of running that, what you're speaking to. Um, And one of the things that was coming to me as a process, I've I've been over here inventing a process while everybody, like thanks to everybody in the chat room for being willing to share, but like, uh, I kept hearing this, I'd rather be this than this, right? So when you mm-hmm. said, um, right? And so it, it, that actually takes you to the other, to a deeper level of the point of view. So it's like, cool, like rich people are ruthless, let's say, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. You could use a tool called, you know, the clearing statement or you could use a tool called interesting point of view. I have that point of view and keep saying that until it neutralizes a little bit, Um but there's also something else that you're committed to that keeps that running, right? So it's like, I'd rather be kind and poor than rich and ruthless, right? Mm-hmm. That you want to look at what it is you'd rather be than that. So that that yeah. can take you to another level of that point of view. So looking at, okay, so something that, you know, let's say like, uh, let's say, because money's on the table right now, right? So it's like, you know, rich people are, fill in the blank. This is for the listeners. Rich people are just first, like, three things. Don't edit. Don't put the nice answers. <laughs> you know, it's like people that have been doing consciousness for a while, they put nice answers, right? <laughs> but, like, what's the real thing? Though, rich right? people aren't and, happy. <laughs>
3: right? And I want to be happy.
1: <laughs> and then... <laughs> then like, and then go, I'd rather be, I'd rather be this than this. And looking mm-hmm. at that and like, and everything that is everywhere, you'd rather be, you know, poor mm-hmm. and kind
3: <laughs> than,
1: than uh, rich and ruthless. and so ruthless. Young that, Right, right.
2: Yes. All- so,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so at I'd rather
2: place. be... Yeah, I'd rather be unhappy in my marriage, right? I'd rather be chained to my marriage than what, you know, like... <laughs> than a harlot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: than <laughs> a poor harlot. Than a poor harlot. Oh,
3: gosh. Oh, oh that's
2: Yeah. How interesting is that? Right? Yeah. So that's a great process. That's a great journaling process for anybody out there who's actually trying to figure out what their unconscious scripts are, because some of these are hidden pretty deep. So but you can start taking a look and seeing like, what are you judging? Who are you judging? What are you judging them for? What What are you afraid of that you don't want people judging you around? And and specifically in your situations, like in your business, like I used to be really scared that people would judge me as not being successful, like with my classes, if I only had three people, right? So, um, Mm -hmm. so I'd rather be hidden than visible and uh, and be seen as a failure, right? That was one of Uh my scripts. I'd rather I'd rather play small and be have my own cute little sandpile pile that was small rather than go big and look like a failure. So everything mm-hmm. that is, can we create and destroy that? Yes. yes. I don't have that at bed all. So, mm-hmm. nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. No, nobody else has that except for me. <laughs> so I will hold on to it.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so much
2: energy <laughs> on that. <laughs>
3: it's great. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes. Everywhere that you that you'd actually rather hide than be fully expressed because then people won't judge you and you won't fail and you won't die. Can we uncreate and destroy that please? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine shorts, boys and okay. beyonds.
1: We have we have fifteen seconds. So Yeah, I wanna say thanks everybody for joining us for like your contributions i'm so excited about the processes and clearings that showed up today um i have a new magic book out i'm going to put the link in the chat room for people to get it and we'll see you next week everybody
0: bye